Hello and welcome back to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo, it's good to see your face again. It's good to be here. Uh, I mean, this is my kitchen. You've got to love being in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's good to talk to you and good to be together. You got anything for the week? What, what have you been up to? Uh, for, you know, this week has been, it's been kind of a regular week for me. Not just the regular stuff, you know. What's the what's the beard update? Oh, the beard How's update. It coming? So, you tell me. You see my you see my beard. Does it look any different? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be disparaging, but I I don't see it yet. <laughs> um, maybe I'll take some pictures today. But uh, I I keep I trim it, so I haven't like shaved. But I this kit that I bought comes with like this little micro abrasion like yes. roller with pins. So I've been like. It says to do it twice a week. So These guys should sponsor us because we've been talking a lot about <laughs> Well, maybe they shouldn't. If it doesn't work, then I'm going to That's be the like... one thing. It's just like, I want to, I don't want to, it's not, this so, isn't sponsored content. No. I still see holes in your face yeah. that you had before this <laughs> thing. Exactly. So uh, it's been t- not even quite two weeks though. So okay. I like, I give it time. Yeah, I rub that crap right in my beard, right where I want it to grow. So we'll That's see. secret serum. Uh, yes, the serum. So I will... Uh, the kit did come with like this really sweet like mini comb that goes on my keychain, so I can brush my beard once I grow it. Sweet metal comb, <laughs> some awesome beard swag. Uh, but no, my. All right, so far, beard. do not purchase. Yeah, do, <laughs> two stars. <laughs> <laughs> two stars. Cool packaging. Cool comb. Cool comb. Uh, bad results. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, time will tell. We'll be yeah. we'll be patient. We'll give I'll give you guys updates as it as it comes along. But, All right. Well, yeah. I've, I've got something. You? Yeah, I've got something. How was your week? So. It was fun. So I told you I, I want to start. I want to start to lean down a little bit. Like uh, so, I've been exercising, and um, my Bonnie's cousin, her husband turned thirty last month, and she wanted to get like a whole bunch of family members and some of her friends to run like a dirty dash with uh, with all together as a group, and she wrote me into it too. She's like, hey. Um, it's like Ryan wants you to be on this thing, and like, like he likes us and wants to get a good group. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I this that was the Saturday we we ran a dirty dash, and it was my first organized raise, and it was a lot of fun. It's yeah. like yeah, it, I liked the the obstacles broke up the. It's a four mile course, so it's not like it's not out of the ordinary. But you're up in the mountains, running uphill a lot, and you're jumping into like puddles of like bagel pits of water with like you're going over rolly things or going under stuff or doing a, a at one point you're doing a big old inflatable slide that's super that's fun awesome. <laughs> yeah it was a really fun race i'm like okay it's like uh i'm i'm getting into it i'll i'm i'm getting into it for uh for this half marathon that you that you wanted to do i'm like okay now i'm into it now and a huge um huge shout out to bonnie for like they were out, the kids and her were out there and um uh, I know it was hot and miserable and kids for an hour out in the desert with like no bathrooms and nothing fun to is like see dad running by and like, okay, let's, let's go to another spot and maybe we can see him in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just like, um, so love Bonnie for letting me to, to do it and supporting and for, um, just being there with the kids in a hot day for an hour, not not having any fun so yeah. it's like she's the best thanks bonnie yeah thanks so you can you can run four miles then 
I can run four miles. Nice. Um, so I can like, do it. So, like, like new PR. <laughs> so you're, like, a little less than a third of the way there. I know. Yeah. It's And that's the one thing. I, I actually finished feeling okay. I was, like, wasn't totally dead. I don't know if I could do, like, nine more of them, though. But You'll but, be able to. <laughs> so, for everybody that's really been wondering if we're really doing this or not, pull out your calendars and mark it down September 4th if you're in the area. East Canyon Half Marathon. That's what we're going to sign up for. Do it. I'm, I'm pulling out my phone right now, right Steve. Now. <laughs> I already have it up on my phone. So, East Canyon. So, uh, September 4th, we'll plan on it. And any and all people are welcome. We don't have any like cause that we're trying to support. We just like wanted to... I don't know. Oh, and we don't have a promo code. Yeah. They're not supporting us. you got to pay full price. Sorry. Yeah. So if you want to do it, come meet us there or uh, cheer for us. <laughs> if you want to sit along the, the route. Help Bonnie with the kids, please. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, September 4th, that's when we're going to do it. Gonzo, I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah, we have Christina on today. She's the best. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I listen to, so, I mean, I listen to her podcast, so I feel like even though we've always been really good friends, I don't know. And that's the, this is the thing I love about podcasting. I feel people, you get to know them a little bit better because the, people want to share more when they're on a mic, when they're in a microphone and they're being recorded. I don't know. There's something about it. So I've listened to her podcast. I feel like I've gotten closer to her just listening to it. But, so I'm excited to talk to her again. No, me too. And when she, when she called us or emailed us and got all, everything all set up, I was excited because she she has her podcast but she's also been really pretty open about like all the things they've been doing the last few years on on social media and i know that they've they've moved a lot and they've you know she's had some family stuff going on so it'll be great to just talk to her and and see what she's learned and see who she's become through all of it i'm i'm really looking forward to this one a lot all right cool so here's our conversation with christina welcome to the podcast so good to be on here Woohoo! <laughs> you made it <laughs> I know I did it. <laughs> you are one of like the podcast inspirations. You know, I listened to all of like your episodes and I was like, man, if Christina can do a podcast, I can do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And yours is rocking. Both of you, you guys are doing so good. I love to listen to it. Well, we're excited to have you. It's been a yeah, long I've time. I've actually never been interviewed on a podcast. I've only ever interviewed people. So it's kind of fun to be on the other side. <laughs> Uh, are you ready to let down some walls? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so catch us up for the people that haven't seen you much. Catch us up with what you've been up to the last 20 years. Sure. Kind of a lot, I guess, but I guess I'll just give a brief summary. So after high school, I did a humanitarian mission in Ecuador, and I worked in the orphanages out there. That was really amazing, and I served a proselyting mission for the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and I served in Spain, Barcelona, Spain, so that was exciting. I learned Spanish, and it was it was hard, but it was fun. Ate lots of delicious chocolate. Sounds <laughs> um, hard. I went to Salt Lake <laughs> Community College before and um, after my mission, and then I transferred to the University of Utah. I graduated with... Um, a mass communication degree with an emphasis in public relations and uh, marketing. And I 
met my husband while I was going to school. Cole Cyphers is his name. He didn't go to Jordan or anything. He um, actually went to Hillcrest, but I didn't know him at all in high school. And so we got married, and I mean, the rest is crazy, I feel like. So we moved away. We moved away from Utah about eight years ago. Uh, my husband, he is a physician now, but it's been an interesting journey because I've been there every step of the way. Uh, we both actually graduated at the same time at the University of Utah with his undergrad and with my degree. And then after that, it's just been chasing his dreams, I feel like, and I've been his biggest cheerleader. <laughs> so we've lived in Alabama. That's where he went to medical school. That was kind of a culture shock for me. You take this, you know, mountain girl that loves snowboarding and mountain biking more than everything and stick her in the worst place in the whole world to do outdoor activities. <laughs> so that was kind of hard for me, but I survived. And then from there, we moved to Idaho, and then we moved to Colorado, and we lived in um, Pueblo, Colorado. That's where he did his residency. And then after that, we tried to get a job in Utah, but it just wasn't in our cards. And so we ended up, we live in Grand Junction now, and it's only four hours from Salt Lake, so it's not bad. And it actually is like the perfect spot for us. So my life revolves around snowboarding and mountain biking once again, like it did in high school. So in that sense, my life is the exact same. (laughs) 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 But yeah, life is good. I can't really complain too much, but that kind of sums up the past 20 years for me. I have two kids, an eight-year-old girl who's just amazing. She's like a perfect little princess. And then um, almost six-year-old little boy who is super fun and exciting and gets into lots of mischief and things so (laughs) they're really fun so yeah that's about sums it up i guess he has been around yes it has been an adventure for sure yeah i guess in between all that i started a photography business which kind of kept me sane honestly i feel like i really wasn't meant to just be at home with the kids all the time so that really the past five years i've really put my heart and soul into that and it's been really nice to kind of get away in evenings and go uh, do photo shoots and on the weekends go shoot weddings and things so that's kind of been one of my biggest passions you know that's it's been something I guess else exciting that's been going on you've gotten like you've been way busy with that what is it called again it's um it's a funny name and if you don't know why then everyone's like what the heck so it's photo bean photography and it's f-o-t-o photo bean and my nickname is bean so if you know me very well my whole family calls me bean that's just my name and so i just decided i don't know it seems like most people do their photography business after their name and christina cypher's photography sounded super boring i was just like i don't like that and i just don't like it it's like tyler smith photography like everyone does that their name i'm like aren't we a little more creative than that aren't we like artists so i just i just did it a little bit different i have a really cool logo my brother's a graphic designer has a little bean like in the camera lens and stuff. So I just, I love it. It's just fun. That's, That's awesome. great. Way better than Christina Cypher's photography. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Christina, I feel like Steve and I know you pretty well, but tell us how you saw yourself when you were a kid and tell us how you saw yourself in high school. Yeah, you know, it's been weird because after um, I talked to you and read the questions, I've really been thinking about that question. And I I feel like I can relate with, like, everyone that's been on here. Like, everyone feels like, you know, we haven't been, we've been in a tougher, a bunch of different groups. Like, I feel like everyone's like, yeah, I have, I've had tons of different friends. I wasn't just in one group. I totally relate with that. Like, I totally felt that exact same way 
one thing about school, I didn't actually really like high school. I felt like everyone was really a part of things. Like people had choir and theater and they had different sports. And I wasn't a part of any of those. I didn't make the tennis team in high school, which I wanted to. And the thing I was a part of was skipping school and going snowboarding with Brittany Shepard. That was like my biggest <laughs> excitement in school was like fluff in school, as they say it in Utah. Um, and so that, that was, I don't know. I didn't, the high school was okay. Like I had fun and I feel like I had tons of friends, but my, the biggest thing to me was like skipping school and going, you know, four wheeling or, you know, going out with Drew and we go, we skip Friday and go to Moab or something. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to think back on high school. I, I kind of feel like I didn't have a lot of support from my parents. They weren't the most supportive in high school. They didn't care. It didn't matter if I missed school. My dad would literally joke. Like I'd get home from wherever I was and be like, they called for you again. They said that they, they, you missed one or your student has missed one or more of their classes. And we both just laugh about it. Ha ha You know, like, wasn't a big deal. Like, I could miss school every day and it didn't matter. But That's yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still graduated with a 3.7 GPA. I don't know how. I think I was just best friends with all my teachers. I'd bring them bagels when I missed it. <laughs> I bagel from yesterday. My mom, she was starting to get dementia at that time. So she would forget a lot. So she didn't know really what was going on too much already at that point. My mom died three years ago from dementia. So I don't know. It's just different for me. I had to grow up a lot quicker. I was doing laundry and fixing dinner already at 16 because my mom stopped doing those things, you know. And I was the youngest in my family. Everyone had already moved out. They were already in college. They were already married. So it was just me and my parents. And they were they were either like, – I felt like my dad was kind of burned out. The other kids kind of burned him out. He was just like, whatever, go do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's how I saw me in high school. I was, you know, just friends with everyone. But at the same time, I wasn't way into it. I was like, yeah, look at what else can we go do besides high school stuff? <laughs> can you uh, can you describe, like, your personality? My personality? Yeah. I don't know. I, I would relate with a lot of the people. I mean, like, a lot of the girls have said that they were concerned about body image, have low self-esteem. Like, I know Teresa kind of talked about that. I felt that exact same way. Like, I did not think that I was, like, beautiful or anything or, like, skinny enough, you know? Like, those kind of things that I think most girls in high school um, have a problem with. I definitely struggled with that. Um, I think I was pretty outgoing. Like, I've never had a problem talking with people. Um, I really enjoy being around people. Like, I think as much as I could, I was with friends all the time. Whether we were dressing up in weird costumes going to Smith's or, like I said, like, skipping school and going four-wheeling up Corner Canyon before they closed out and built houses. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, was, I definitely was social and wanted to be with people a lot of the time. And uh, so who are you now? What's changed from from then to now? So, <laughs> honestly, I am a lot the same. I'm still very social. I still like to skip out on regular life and go and have fun as much as possible. My life revolves around fun. <laughs> so I, I, it's just funny because I, in a lot of ways, I think I'm still the same. I still like to go, you know, like I'd rather go snowboarding than work or rather go mountain biking than focus on what I, you know, what I need to be doing at home, the doing laundry or whatever. And I don't have a problem with skipping out on that. But I mean, of course, I've changed in a lot of ways. I think I have a hard time getting close with people the older I've gotten like it's hard to really let people in and especially with how much I've moved I kind of like you have to like prove yourself to me I'm like well what are you gonna you know how good of a friend are you really like can you really get close <laughs> so I don't know I think in high school I was just kind of like best friends with everyone like yeah let's be best friends be best friends you know 
So, I don't know. I guess that's kind of changed. Do you think that's because of the moving? Is that what you're saying? Because you've been moving a lot as an adult, and you think it's hard to get close to people because you maybe put the investment, and then who knows where you're going to be in a couple of years. And Yeah, I think so. We've moved so much. Like, I have moved, since I married Cole, we've moved at least 11 times in 11 years. Like, we've moved a ton. My daughter just turned eight, and she's moved eight times in her life. You know, so, yeah, I think so. Like, I just, it's kind of like, do I really want to put in the effort? Where am I going to be next year? Yeah, you, ha- you hit it, I think, exactly right. And I'm actually still really good friends with so many people from high school. Drew Miller, I keep in contact with him on a weekly basis. Bonnie, your wife, we're still really good friends. Crystal Netto, Marianne Kaiser, like, I talk to them monthly, weekly. Like, Marco Polo, both those girls, like, every day now. So, I don't know. I think it's because I made so many good relationships in high school that it's kind of like, while I'm moving around, it's like, if I don't become best friends with anyone in this town, it doesn't really matter because I still have friends back in Utah, you know, type of thing. Not that I haven't made any good friends. I do have some really good girlfriends, you know, in Colorado and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's just with all the moving and things like that, it's kind of hard to invest yourself in people when you're not going to be there, you know. And there's also so many, like, it it takes effort. It takes real effort to to have a friendship and to keep it and to, you know, be able to be there for a person or, you know, have a person that's going to be around. So it's, if you're already putting on this effort to keep these uh, old friendships going, you know, then it's hard. You know, the older I get, the the harder time I have making new friendships. And it's like, I'd rather have, you know, a handful of really close ones. Yeah. I think like you said, like Marco Polo makes it really easy to do that where, you know, you've got your close friends and it's like being with them, you know, you can just talk into your phone or like my wife does the same thing, but like she'll be doing stuff. And so I look at her videos and like they're talking to each other, but not looking at the phone. And I'm like, that's weird. But that's how, like, I think a lot of people are, you know, we live in a day and age where you can do that. You've got your good close friends and in a pinch or in a time, like you can talk to them like they're there with you right now. And it's easier almost like you have someone who's gone through a lot with you the last 20 like in your case with some of those girls like 30 years you know you've known them since you were just a tiny kid and it's great that you still have them and you can communicate on a weekly or daily basis especially yes (laughs) (laughs) he's the best (laughs) you guys need to get him on here as he's scheduled on well if you talk to him all the time tell him he has not scheduled on i can talk him into it (laughs) Good luck. <laughs> so with all of your with all of your moving, what are um I guess what are some of the the lessons that you've learned? I mean, I know that you really loved Alabama and the bugs, um, but what are some other lessons that you learned as you've been able to experience different parts of the country? I um I think one of the biggest things is I have learned to be happy wherever wherever I am, even if snowboarding's twenty hours away and I don't get to go for four seasons, like whatever, I'm gonna, you know, still find something enjoyable to do every single day. I'm a big runner and so run like for me, if I could just go running every day, then I'm like, I'm happy, I'm good. And and I did make, you know, good friends in those places while I was there and I invited people over for dinner so many times. Like all my husband's co-students and co-workers, like we're always having people over just so I could, you know, because I like, I'm social. I like to be with people. So I think, I don't know. I think still finding joy, even if you would rather be back home in Utah, even if, you know, there was lots of times where I would have much rather been in Utah. I mean, 
while I had been away. So my mom, her dementia got worse and worse and worse. And leaving her was very hard because I was one of her main caregivers. I'd help shower her and things like that. And so those, I just didn't understand, you know, why we had to move because I really wanted to be there for her. And then, of course, later on, so my dad passed away this year, just a few months ago in March. And being far away again, I mean, it just, that's been one of the hardest things is like there's, I still, I still have had this connection to Utah, but I've been so far and having to travel and find support, you know, where I've lived. And yeah, I think just the biggest thing with having to live far away is still finding something that I enjoy to do every day or something that makes me happy every day, even if I'm not in the most ideal situation for my life, you know, even if I wanted something to be different. So you're saying you've learned to make the best out of your situations, to learn to do little things that make you, that make you happy wherever you are, right? Take yeah, because I think one of the hardest things has been with my husband, with his journey, we've never got to pick where we lived. It was just like wherever we could get in was good enough, wherever we could get a residency spot. Every time it was somewhere way different than we expected. The situation was way different. It was always a disappointment. And so just kind of like picking yourself up from tears and crap, what are we going to do to making the best out of it? I think that's, I feel like that's been the, the circle of my life. It's like what I don't want at all to happen happens and pick myself up and it's going to be fine and we'll make it, you know, the best thing possible for us. So yeah, that's kind of been, I guess what I've learned mostly. And when you're, when you're trying to be a doctor, like a, uh, a medical practitioner, you don't always know, right, what the next few years are going to be like. Or, or do they tell you, hey, expect that you're going to be moving, like, all over the country. You're, it's going to be very possible you're not going to be able to get to the hospitals you want, and you're just going to have to take whatever you, you can get. Do they tell you that in school, or sometimes you just, like, do the kids know? Like, no, we had no idea. And we thought we'd be in Alabama for four years in the same city. And after two years of being in Dothan, Alabama – they shipped us off five hours north of where we were to the smallest little tiny lake town that nobody lives at. And I was, I had our second baby two weeks later. They made us move. I had our baby in this brand new town where I knew no one, didn't know my doctor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, we didn't know that at all. And then after that, eight months later, I moved to Idaho for almost a whole year by myself while my husband did rotations all around the country in New York and Michigan and Oklahoma. He was gone the whole time. So I'm raising these two kids all by myself. Um, I had moved to Idaho at the time because my sister lived there and I wanted to be close to someone. Um, so that was helpful. But yeah, no, you're exactly right. I, we had no idea any of the times we moved that we were going to move to those places and have to move that many times. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was hard and it's you you need something to keep you sane, right? And something yeah. to keep you going. And it's good to have old friends that you can still keep in touch with. And it's good to carve out a little time to do, you know, it's just something for you, something that makes you happy. For That's sure. great. I think it's been fun watching your journey, how you like, you always find a running trail. I think every time you've moved, you've been like, <laughs> found my new trail. And then you post <laughs> a picture time. of it. And so you're able to just, it's almost like that's the first thing you Google when you get to a new place. Where can I go running? Where can I find myself? And I love that you say like, and you are, you've always been a very social person from what I remember and like just inviting people over for dinner. I think that's just the best thing someone like you could do just to be interacting with new people. And you're a great host. And so I'm sure the people that got invited over when they're in their journey, 
that probably was a big comfort to them as well, just to have somebody who seemed to care because you all, I mean, you had that experience, but everyone else was not from there either. And so mm-hmm. kind of going through that experience together, I'm sure you helped a lot of people receive some comfort while they were away from their loved ones as well. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about a passion, something that you've discovered in, in the last little bit. Well, I kind of talked about photography. That's definitely been a huge passion. We kind of talked about it at the beginning. I started a podcast in the middle of COVID. It's called Arise and Thrive. And it's just, honestly, it's just a positive podcast. I felt, I mean, felt like there was a lot of negativity in the world and my sister and my co-host. And so any like tips and tricks and things that we learn about to help you just thrive in life, we talk about that. We have guests on that maybe talk about, you know, like, marriage, like some steps to help you have a more successful marriage or just different, all sorts of different things. It's been, it's been fun and it's been super, um, super helpful during COVID just because I moved during COVID. Um, and I still don't know a ton of people in Grand Junction where I'm at and life was just really weird. Everyone knows that like it was weird for the church and church ended and just everything was weird. And so that's been one thing that has been super positive, just kind of uplifting and helped me kind of through COVID. Um, so that photography, I mean, I have so many passions. I feel like that's one of the things that I'm not lacking in this world. I feel like mountain biking where I live. So Grand Junction's like, I didn't know this, but it's uber famous for mountain biking. We've got like incredible trails everywhere. And then Moab is just an hour and 20 minutes down the road. So I can just, I can literally go to Moab while my kids are at school and make it back before they get back from school and do like a bike ride. So yeah, I've got lots of passions. <laughs> I've got lots of things going on. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in life. And I don't know that it's necessarily been just since I ended high school, but watching my mom's journey with her losing her brain and her memory and just her total life was just lost at that moment when she died. And I got to see all these dreams and goals and things that she didn't get to accomplish. I knew that I was never going to let that happen. Like I was going to live every day, like tomorrow might be my last And then now watching my dad, he suffered from cancer for a year and it was terrible. And same thing, like he had so many, like he always wanted to go to Alaska and he never went. And so my life is literally do every goal and everything that I want as fast as I can, because you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. I know Robin kind of talked about that. And I was just like, yeah, Robin, like, cause I totally have lived the same life as that. Like I live every day as if maybe tomorrow, you know, is going to be my last, like today, me and my kids, we went for a hike before church, went to church. After church, we set up the tent. We just roasted marshmallows outside, like had a big bonfire. Like it was epic, right? If I die tomorrow, it's going to be totally fine. They're going to remember this amazing day that they had with their mom. That's going to be totally fine. And so I really do live every day like, you know, maybe tomorrow's the end. And that's going to be okay because I literally did everything I wanted to do. I did everything that I could do. I was the best mom today. You know, I was the best mountain biker today. Whatever it is that I did that day, like I try to do, you know, the best job that I can do and do everything that I want to do. And like I said at the beginning, like having fun, that's so important to me. Like I just want to have as much fun as possible every day and in life in general. And so I don't know if if that's the only thing you take away from this podcast is literally tomorrow could be your last day. Like make today incredible. I think that's the message that I want to give everyone in life. (laughs) That's good advice. And I feel like... Has that heightened? You were talking about your parents and you're saying like seeing them and seeing the things that they hadn't accomplished. But I feel like even when you were a kid, you would, if you wanted to do something, you would hustle and you would work to get that, whatever it was. I I think even on your podcast, you were mentioning like 
a trip to like what was it Costa Rica or um, it was somewhere in Central America, right? To like oh, go it was Ecuador. Yeah. I had no money to when I went to do the humanitarian mission. It was very expensive because the people that go over actually pay for the orphanages. Toronto was like three thousand dollars. It paid for my plane ticket, but that also paid for like the orphanages and everything. So expensive. I had no money. I think I had like two hundred dollars. But yeah, I like signed up, paid my two hundred dollar deposit, and then I figured out how to get the rest of the money, like asking companies and things to sponsor me, and I was able to get all the money. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I never let anything hold me back, especially money. Like never let it hold you back. You can always find a way to do what you want to do. Yeah. So I mean, I really admire that about you that you've always hustled. You know, you want to do something, but like, or you have a goal and. It's like, you'll figure out the money stuff. You're just like, I'll just, I'll start a photography business and I'll just do it. And, you know, and then, you know, and, and I'll get better. And then little by little, like your photos have, you know, in the, in the few years that you've done it, your photos have gotten much better. They're great now, you know, and it's like, it started, you were taking good pictures at the beginning, but you're like learning how to edit or, or with your podcast. And it's like, I think there's, there's like a business attached to it, right? When you're teaching goal setting and you're teaching, like mm -hmm. tricks on on to you know to help people achieve their goals and it's like i don't know i i think what i've admired about you is that you don't let like social conventions hold you back it's like why not why i it's like the confidence to what if i if you want to do something you do it and you know it's like i'll figure it out as i'm as i go along <laughs> yeah it's not like i should figure out how to do this before i go it's like i'm doing this and then i'm gonna figure it out yeah. <laughs> totally how the podcast was like let's do a podcast okay i have no idea how to do one but i'll figure it out yeah so it's it's a great attitude i think it's admirable thank you it's like carpe diem seize sure. the day do everything you can <laughs> yeah. today you know i you talked a lot about this um and you touched on it for those of us that haven't had this experience where you you talked about how your mom had alzheimer's and eventually that it ended up taking her life and then your dad went through the struggle with cancer thing is, I want to know more about that. You said, like, if you learned anything from that, it was like, you live your every moment. Because that's a hard thing for you to go through, like, you as a caretaker for your parents. And then seeing them kind of turn into someone that they're not. Or, you know, losing that actual parent, their personality, before they actually physically die. And so, I would just, I would love to know more about that journey for you. And maybe that's a discussion for another time. If, but uh, yeah. anything you could share with that, I just... I think that that's something that really intrigues me that I'd like to know more about. What you said is watching your parent become not your parent anymore. Like my mom got to the point where she'd see my kids and be like, oh, who are they? You know, and who are you? And I'm like, I'm Christina, mom. Like, I'm your daughter. Oh, okay. And then she really doesn't know who you are still. Um, I mean, it's terrible. Like, it was horrible. I cried many times, you know, while losing my mom and, and when she died, it was actually, we were all happy. And it was weird because, you know, my brother's friend had come over and was there when my mom had passed. And we were all like cheering, like, yay, she's free from, you know, this body and this mind where she doesn't know anything. And now she remembers who we are. Like, we were so happy that she didn't have to be miserable anymore. And so for both of my parents, they, their deaths got to the point where we were happy they died because them being here in their mortal state was so terrible for them that we felt so bad for them that death was a sweet relief. You know, my dad's cancer, my dad died from mesothelioma sarcomatoid cancer, which is cancer that you get from asbestos. So it 
a little asbestos claimer here. If you have asbestos in your house, sell your house. If you are working with an old house that could have asbestos, get out of there. Like it is dangerous stuff. And my dad, first off, was like the healthiest person you'd ever meet. He ate out of his garden. He rode his bike to Costco to get his bananas. Like he rode his bike everywhere. Like he never drove in cars like he could ride his bike or walk. He rode his bike to or he walked to work. Um, and so him watching him get this cancer that is one of the most painful cancers and watching him get to a point where, so my dad, so in Colorado, you hike what are called 14ers. We don't even have any in Utah. 14ers are peaks above 14,000 feet. It's a big deal here. We have about like 55 of them. And my dad actually, a year and a half ago, we hiked Pikes Peak, which is a 14er. And my, I mean, my dad is a freaking Swiss mountain goat. He's from Switzerland. He is a Swiss mountain goat. Like he was amazing hiking with him. Like he looks like he's like super old just because he's got white hair and his white beard and everyone be like, he'd be passing up like 20 year olds. <laughs> but <laughs> he got to the point where, I mean, he couldn't even walk himself to the bathroom and he had so much pain medication pumping through him that he was barely conscious to eat. And I mean, it was terrible, honestly, Steve, like it was, it was a really, really hard thing. And so I, I live, I moved to Grand Junction about the same time that my dad was, well, he didn't get diagnosed till later on because that kind of cancer is very hard to diagnose, but he had started having pain. And so I actually had cared for him for about five months before he passed. So I was driving back and forth at least two to three times a month. It was insane. So I don't know. The only thing I can really say about it is it was really terrible. But the best part about it, I guess, is that when both my parents died, it was a relief that they were able to be done with their earthly journey and pass over. And as being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, I believe that, you know, that they get to be, be still be alive and that they're spirits now and that they're, you know, I don't know what they're doing, but I know it's better than what he was doing here because... It was, it was really terrible for both of them. So I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear, Steve, but it was hard. It was the hardest thing I've ever done both times. And now I'm an orphan and that's really weird. So like Father's Day is coming up. My husband's working. I don't have a dad. I'm like, whatever. Like <laughs> there's nothing going on. Mother's Day doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. It's just really weird now that I don't have parents. Like I still have in-laws and they're awesome. So, you know, I'm sure that I'll become even closer with them now that I don't have my own parents but yeah it's super weird not having like a home to go to for christmas and i don't know it's really strange especially now that i live in a place where i don't really know anyone either like i feel very isolated <laughs> it's super weird so i don't know if you want to invite me over anyone listening i'm totally free <laughs> I, need to call time, so <laughs> I, need, I need a family if you want to adopt me <laughs> But, You're always welcome at my place. You can come over for Christmas. Okay, thanks. I'll come over to your house. Yeah, that's been the weirdest part is having both my parents die. So my two brothers live in Taiwan. My sister lives in Idaho. She's eight hours away, and then I'm out here. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the weirdest part is I think in Utah, like, everyone has their little communities and their families, and everyone's so close, and you get together at least once a month for Sunday dinners and things like that. Like, I haven't had that for 10 years, let alone will I ever have that again, you know? And I, it just, it's been weird, Steve been really weird and super hard and lots of tears shed and whenever i think it can't get harder it seems like something else happened so oh, let's no. just hope that that was the hard part of my life <laughs> it's gotta be, um, <laughs> be. it's all yeah. downhill from here yeah. i had an old guy <laughs> tell sure. me it's, it's all about the snowboarding and mountain biking you know? <laughs> yeah well thank you i know that i didn't really ask that question in a really eloquent way but i just 
I don't know. I know that's that's a trial. That's a something that you got to go through, and there's lessons that you've learned, and I'm grateful that you were willing to open up and share a little bit about it because I I can't imagine what that would be like. And so I know you've been pretty open with your journey, like through social media, and we've heard a lot about it. Yeah. But thank you for being. I'm open an open book. Me. I just I don't know that I have any like wonderful wisdom. To no, share and that it doesn't have. <laughs> no, and I wasn't looking for like some amazing yeah. life changing thing. It's just I just like to hear about other people's experiences. Yeah. And I I will say one thing, which is kind of unique for both of my parents. It got to the point where we were praying that they would die soon because it was so terrible for them. I don't know. I I think that is kind of you know strange. Like you wouldn't think like you'd pay for your parents' but It's like please like take them. Like this is so hard for them. Like. And it was the point, like, my, my dad was praying for that, too. You know, it was so, so difficult for him at the end that that was the best thing. You know, death looked so wonderful at the end for both of my parents, which is weird because in our society, you know, death is looked on as scary and horrible. But I guess, and I guess that's why I live every day to the fullest. I'm not scared to die. I'm like, death's just part of the journey. Like, it's going to happen. It could happen tomorrow. So let's have fun today. And, you know, maybe tomorrow I'm going to the other side. Like, whatever. It's yeah. <laughs> so. a good way to do it. Yeah, it is. To the fullest, it's... for sure. So, Christina, do we have any yeah. beef? I don't have any beef with you guys. Um, and then Pierce brought up that weird, you know, junior prom. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, I felt so bad for him. He was so mad. <laughs> Where is this place? Driving around like a crazy. He, was, he had his dad's really cool Mustang, and he was like, really driving around like a maniac. I was like kind of scared. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, there, Pierce. You were, you were a little bit scary that night. <laughs> but no, I have no beef. Bonnie, your wife, is one of my bestest friends, and we had a lot of fun after high school, and then you guys got married. I never see her anymore, so I guess that could be my beef is you stole my best friend, and now I never forget to hang out with her. <laughs> now she's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, she's your best so, no, I have no beef. That's one of the ways I live my life. I don't hold grudges against anyone. That's all right. That's you know? that's good. That's life's too short to hold grudges. You might be gone tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I don't have any beef with you at all. I was thinking, it's like, oh, maybe maybe we didn't play tennis enough. We that's That's probably my only beef. It's like we should have, well, you were in Utah. You, we should have all gone out and played tennis more. Yeah. yeah. That could be our beef. I actually am doing tennis lessons this summer, and they start at the end of this month, so going to get better. So then we can play when I come back. <laughs> I'll still beat you. <laughs> I'm sure we will. You and Cole. You guys can both team up. I'll still, I'll I don't still win. I think you'll beat Cole, though. <laughs> Has he gotten better? I, I don't know. I think all the doctoring. He hasn't played in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. I'm good. definitely going <laughs> to. Uh, I'll take him to school. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> If I could pull up anything, it would be beef against Cole for uh, cutting that sweet, sweet mullet. Oh, <laughs> Cole's my husband, everyone, and yes, he's been known to have quite a few mullets, and I get to perm them whenever they come, and it's very exciting. <laughs> I think my favorite was when you guys were out in Alabama, and he had a mullet, and he grew his facial hair, like he looked like a three musketeer. He looked like one of the musketeers, and I, I miss it. I feel like I want to see him looking like that again. Oh my gosh, I'll talk to him. I don't think he's ever going back like that. I don't think people take him serious. Yeah, it, well, it depends. Maybe if he has moved back to Alabama, the mullet, it makes him like, 
It makes the patients feel more comfortable. It's like, oh, this doctor knows me. He's got me. He's so relatable. <laughs> He'd be uh, more relatable than any of the other physicians. <laughs> no, we, we love you guys. It's been it's been great to just see your face and catch up with you. And, yeah. And hear, like, you guys have been all over, and I love how open you are, um, and I I think it's great for anyone that hasn't been able to follow you to hear what you've been up to. And it's a lot. You've done a lot. And I love how positive you are. And I love how you help other people. And your podcast does a lot of good for the people listening that are following and and getting those bits of advice to, to achieve goals. Like, And that's what, you know, that can make such a fulfilling life of like setting a goal and achieving a goal. And I love that you teach people tools to do that. Yeah. So let's yeah. do, let's go over all the plugs. Photo Bean, if you've got like... Yeah, it's, family, um, family yeah, pictures, family. photo like uh, weddings or uh, senior pictures, or maybe you just need a portrait for yourself, a, f- a professional yeah, portrait. Business, yeah, I do business portraits too, and I actually do product photography. Like I've done solar companies, sunglasses, like you name it. So I am a jack of all trades. I do focus on my website. Kind of looks like I just do wedding photography when you go to it, but I do, like you said, I do family portraits and if you can shoot a wedding you can shoot everything because yeah. the wedding kind of has it all it has like the product you're taking pictures of the rings and the shoes and mm-hmm. you're doing portraits and you're doing the family you know pictures and things like that so that's why i really love wedding photography it's super versatile and you kind of get to throw all of your creativity into one day so all right and then everyone should subscribe to arise and thrive new episodes every friday it, <laughs> it's really great <laughs> i've listened to all of them let me say one thing. Gonzo's been like the best with that. He like will be like, I like that episode or you could change this. So thank you. I've appreciated your advice on that. <laughs> and, and your feedback. It's nice to know someone's listening and cares. So thank you, Gonzo. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And I feel like I, I feel like I know your sister now because you guys are yeah. open and share a ton on your podcast. I'm like, and it's really nice to hear your voice. It's nice to hear your sister and hear the journeys that you've gone through. And, you know, you've talked about your mom, you've talked about your dad, you've talked about your moving and, and how the hard things that you've gone through with Cole's uh, work and a dog biting you on the it. face. Yeah, the dog biting you in your face. And yeah. your face looks great, everyone. Christina looks beautiful. Your face looks great. Oh, so I don't you. see and any. When I did get bit by a dog while shooting a wedding in March, right after my dad died. I made it through the wedding super awesome, but I cried for two days straight <laughs> afterward. <laughs> I can't believe it's like once you told that story, it's like I can't believe you actually kept shooting. Like I would have called the backup. You're like someone else needs to like come do it. I'm bleeding out of my face. I can't keep. I can't do your wedding. Sorry, your dog bit me in the face. <laughs> but you're like, no, I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. We're like, oh, I'm sorry. All think, the time. <laughs> yeah, I think you got some of your blood on my wedding dress. We're like, oh no, sorry. Here's a Tide pen. So yeah, so Photo Bean, you guys should check out Arise and Thrive, and then you guys as affiliated with that, sign up for you know goal setting. How do how do you describe your your classes like yeah um so it's arise now and um that we change them to actually a three-month course and so for three months we meet with people one time a week and do live trainings and then 
Um, we actually have like accountability text threads that we do every single day. So every day you have to, it's pretty awesome. Every day you report on what you do for your goal. And if you did your action step the day before, so you, it's really awesome because you get that accountability towards yeah. your goals. So everyone really ends up achieving their goals. Like we've had Crystal Netto on there and she, I'm sure she won't care if I share her goal. Thank you, Crystal. I'm sharing your goal. Um, she she um, had that she wanted to organize her basement. And so she, you know, every day she would say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes down in my basement organizing it. And by, you know, the end of the time, she sends a picture to everyone of her beautiful basement that's organized and she'd gotten some new furniture for it. And it looked awesome. So, yeah, it's super fun because you also get that group going. You have like a, a group together and you get to know people really well. And yeah, it's been it's been great. So okay, if you're interested awesome. in goal setting or meeting some goals and having some accountability, then it's for you. Perfect. Well, great. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on. Um, everyone, do all that stuff. <laughs> all of it. Use Christina for all your stuff, all your needs. Yeah, all your stuff, guys. <laughs> if you're really sick, call and Christina's remember husband. remember to do something super fun today because yeah. life is about having fun every single day. <laughs> Amen. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to run the half marathon with us? Yes, for sure. Just let me know which one it is. I will come. Oh, yeah. Perfect. We will. Actually, I was when you guys said that, I was thinking because Steve, I don't think you were there, Gonzo. Maybe you were. Let me know. But we did the um, triathlon, Steve. In St. George, yeah. Yes. The pictures were just popped up like a few weeks ago. I think Gonzo was on his mission at the time. Yeah, I wasn't there. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think you were there. I remember Crystal then was there. Drew was there. And Steve, me. Josh Sorensen. Oh, Josh Sorensen. Yeah. What happened to him? You guys need him on this. Uh, Tell him. Reach out. Josh, come on. Yeah, we're <laughs> okay. here. I haven't had like any contact with him, but I I follow his wife on Facebook, so I can message her. <laughs> yeah, do it, Christina. Who do you want to hear from besides Josh? Oh yeah, who do I want to hear from? I want to hear from some different people that haven't been on. So Chad Hillier and Brittany Shepard, even though I don't think she'd ever come on, and Drew Miller, and yeah, Josh Sorensen needs to come on. You got to send Crystal yeah. Netta, Where's she? Why she's she she's on? on. She's scheduled. Oh, good. She's on. Marianne Kaiser, she's on? She hasn't reached out to schedule, no. Marco Polo her right now. Yeah, I think... I will. I'll Marco Polo I think if you... A little nudge from Christina goes a long way. For sure. For I have sure. I have opposite beef with Marianne. With like carrots. You got, you got carrots got with carrots. Marianne. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to have her on then so we can hear that. Well, I love you, Christina. Thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on. And I love you guys, too. And I wanted to say a shout-out... Um, podcasts are quite time consuming everyone, like all the editing and everything. So thank you guys for doing that because it is a lot of work. All the people that just hear, you know, the 45 minute episode, it's not just that. <laughs> it's quite a bit more that goes on to putting them up in the, the cloud and on all the different settings or services, I mean, and everything. So thank you guys for doing that. And we're low production. Like- I barely edit these. They're like. <laughs> <laughs> I leave all this needs. You just need to. Everybody needs to find a friend like Gonzo. (laughs) (laughs) He does all the work, makes it so easy. (laughs) But Steve has all the talent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Christina. We need to get together. For sure, we'll be. Now that we're out, you guys are doing this. You need to just announce a big party, and we'll just hang out. Well, we'll have a big half marathon party. Half marathon after we'll all get dinner or something. Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, big announcement coming soon. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks a lot, Christina. Good night, Christina. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
So Gonzo, we just finished with Christina. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm, I, this is a regular thing you're asking every other time now. <laughs> That's okay. We can switch it up. I just love hearing you say it, but then I thought, like, I want to say it once. Not twice. <laughs> oh, man. I love Christina. And it's just like I was saying with, I kind of gave a little bit of my outro thoughts to her, but I admire her. I've always had, I've, she's had this kind of energy and a, a positive energy. An energy of a can-do attitude. I know that's kind of cliche, but it, her attitude is really that can-do. Like, I can do anything. And she talks in her, like, through her, you know, I listen to her podcast and she talks about vision boards and goal setting and things like that. But, you know, and a lot of that stuff is not for me. Like, I'm, like, I like goals and I like to, I set goals and I go for them. Yeah, it's just, I like that she does it and I like that she has these tools to accomplish the things or get the things that she wants. And I admire her for that. I think it's awesome. Um, and she's had like this, so it's like a can do attitude mixed with a, like a, a hustle, like inner that she can like figure things out. Like, so it's, she can. How am I going to get money? And the, for doing this trip to Ecuador, it's like, oh, well, maybe I'll go talk to some businesses. Maybe they can, they'll sponsor me. You know, it's like that can-do attitude plus the hustle to, like, work hard at, at whatever goal that she wants to accomplish. It's, it's a it's a great mix. And yeah, I love Christina. I've always admired her. Um, she's the best. Yeah. she She's like a superwoman, you know. And I... I remember, like, she talked about how we did, like, that that triathlon. I don't know. That was probably, like, 12 years ago or something. Maybe more. But uh, I think she beat me. I'm just, I'm sure she beat me. Like, she yeah. beat me. She beat Drew. Like, she's just, like, this strong woman. And then you throw on, like, her just very positive, outgoing, very extroverted personality. Like, she talked about how, like, when we were moving to different places, we were inviting people over for dinner all the time. But she was like that when she lived here. Like that's that's who she is. She gets her energy from people, and she spreads that to other people. And she's always been like that. And I liked how he said, like, how have you changed? She's like, I'm, I'm really like the same person. Like she's had more experiences, and so just yeah. her life experience has added to that. But she, uh, like, she, I don't want to say she hasn't changed because you know she she has. But she's she's that same person, that same just like happy, supportive. Like you said, like nothing, nothing can stop her. Like if she makes a decision that she's going to do something, she's just going to figure out a way to do it. And I love that she talked about like school. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to skip school today to go snowboarding. Like she lives her life and she's always been like that. Like I'm going to live my life and do the things that I want to do. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. And I think that was awesome. I think that came through so many different parts. And with a smile on her face, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like always happy to do it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like I... I don't know where she gets the energy. I'm like tired just like listening to all this stuff. It's like she was talking about going hiking before church, after church, and like setting up tents with the kids. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just proud of myself for not like screaming at my kids today to get ready to get to church. Like, hey, we're going to be late. Um, but I think she's awesome. And I, I asked that question where she already kind of talked about the lesson she learned with her parents, but I feel like 
that's an experience that I just wanted to learn more about because I, I think a lot of us still have our parents and I haven't gone through something like that. And the way, the way that it happened with both of them of her being kind of a caregiver, but then not being around, I think that was just a, a fascinating part of her story and her experience that I wanted to learn more about. And yeah. I'm glad she was willing to share just for my sake. I think I just, I love hearing about those types of personal type experiences and how it's changed people and how, what they've learned from it. Yeah. I, I love that too. Um, I, and I would encourage you guys to do listen to her podcast. She has a couple of episodes specifically where she talks about her parents and the struggles that through like the, her parents' sicknesses, she touched on it with us, but she goes deep and like way in depth about it in, in her podcast. So, um, I encourage you guys to tune into hers and yeah, um, listen. For sure, listen to hers. And if you need photos to, to hit her up, she does a great job. Go look at her website to see the work she does. If you need them, she does them. Yeah, yeah, she does a good job. Um, if you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email. JordanHigh2004podcast at gmail.com. You know where to listen. Spotify, Apple, and Google. And please send us those voice memos. We, uh, we're starting to get a few coming in. Bonnie's so annoyed by me because of like, every time I talk to someone that like listens to the podcast, I'm like, Hey, send me a voice memo about that. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, no one wants to send you voice memos, Gonza. <laughs> like, but we want to do that voice memo episode. You don't get it, Bonnie. I want to do that voice memo episode. <laughs> like, and we will. Like, you're if it you're takes bugging. Us. It's like, stop. It's like, stop bugging because I would like tell Bonnie's cousins. I'm like, Hey, would you guys like that episode? Why don't you send me a voice memo about it? <laughs> You're like soliciting. No. Yeah. I, I just want to do one. And we won't do, I don't know, as long as it takes. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes us three months. <laughs> you got a really awesome episode coming up in three months. Hopefully it comes in sooner. So send in those voice memos. Tell us your thoughts, any feedback or uh, funny memories, anything. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Thank sure you thing. for listening, all of you. Thanks, guys. Um, Good night or good morning, I guess. I just bye. Bye. <laughs>